morning, we're going to talk about being kind and compassionate. Everybody said, woohoo! There you go. Okay. I liked it. I liked that. That was good. There's some couple people were like, you've been waiting for that for a couple weeks. I could tell. You're like, where's the woohoos? Like, where's the woohoos in church? Listen, they're coming back. This morning, we're going to be talking about being kind and compassionate. And then as I was thinking, like, what's a great example of how to be kind and compassionate? I immediately went uh, to what Cassie and I did just last week. We were so kind and compassionate that as we went on vacation, we left the kids at home. Right? I mean, the kindness and the compassion from us as parents. We actually, we went down to Florida. It was 46 degrees. And so coming back to Canada, like I knew it was cold up here, but wow. I tried to go to the grocery store yesterday in shorts. That was a mistake. Everybody was looking like, are you visiting? Like, are you new here? I'm like, no, I swear. This is home for me. And uh, I, we just, the, the kids, they weren't quite sure, like, what are mom and dad doing? Like, they didn't understand the kindness and compassion. In fact, they were quite questioning our love for them at the time. Uh, But when we told them about how hot it was, that's when they got it, right? We're being caught. We were thinking of you, children, right? When we went away on our own, we were thinking of you. It was all thoughtfulness towards you. And uh, the real kindness was shown when we came back from vacation and they still hugged us. And I was like, okay, cool. We're still in their their good graces. But kindness and compassion is another one of our one another's. How many of you have enjoyed the One Another series this summer. Hasn't it been incredible? It's been so good. Over the summer, we've been walking through different one another's. For example, last week, Ron Walker shared with us on how we are called to bear with one another. And this week, we're going to dive into the Gospel of John and learn how we are to be kind and compassionate to each other. And I believe that this is a place where the church at large has lost a lot of of public reputation uh, when it comes to kindness and compassion. If the church ever pops up in in the media or on the news, it doesn't tend to be for good reasons. You know what I'm talking about, right? It's some sort of highlight or some sort of emphasis on how the church is messed up yet again. And so I want to encourage you today that our job this morning is not to change the overarching narrative in one weekend. Amen? Our goal is to recapture biblical kindness this morning and compassion for the world that God has placed us in. I believe that we are called to love one another in a way that, our, that the Holy Spirit moves through us in each and every life that God has placed us in, starting right here in the church. I love in the Gospels as Jesus encourages us and says, listen, others who don't know me, They will know that you are my disciples as you show love for one another. Isn't that beautiful? When we're sitting together and when we're sitting on our own and we're asking God, God, how can I reach those who don't know you yet? God, how can I reach those who are far away from you? God, my, my loved ones, my children, God, uh, my, my co-workers, my neighbors, God, how can I reach out to them and show them who you are? Jesus says how you treat each other will speak volumes to a world that doesn't know me. That is why this is so important that we journey through this. And uh, as we continue to walk through this series, ultimately our hope is that this series will inspire and challenge each and every one of us to love one another in a deeper and more meaningful way. And the great reminder for us all this morning once again is that we are not called to walk this road alone. Amen? We are called to walk this journey out together with one another.
Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32 says this, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Let's read that again. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Ladies, if you were at Pastor Karen's uh, time together on Tuesday night and someone ate that last special part of the meal, listen, it is time to forgive. All right, I know it was good. Cassie came home and she was like, you would have loved the food. I said, stop talking. Stop it. I can't. I can't right now. But we are called to love one another and to forgive one another and to live and bear with one another. Church should be a place where people long to go to, where people long to belong because there is this unity that emits from the house. An opportunity to walk in and know that here in this place, here in the place that God has created himself, that this is a place where not only can you attend, but you can belong. Where you can be included. Maybe your journey uh, through life wasn't uh, uh, the fairy tale story that you wished that it was. And, and maybe the family that you grew up in was something where you look back and you say, God, why? Well, I want to encourage you this morning that each and every one of us have been adopted into the family of God. And here in this place, together, we can weave a narrative that will change this city forever. The summer series has been so inspirational, and uh, I go back to what another one of our summer speakers challenged us with. Uh, Lindsay, I'm sorry I didn't know Nathan was already going to point you out. I'm going to do it again. Uh, but when Lindsay Bayshamp shared her message on Sunday, her challenge wasn't just uh, one for us to hear, but it was a challenge that, hey, we can actually become these one another's. Not just to listen to them and understand the challenge that's there, but to actually truthfully live them out. To serve one another as God came himself to serve. To honor one another, just even as we have this morning with Pastor Lori and Pastor Jason. To stop passing judgment on one another, to instruct one another, to accept one another, to live in harmony with one another, to love one another, to bear with one another. To be kind and compassionate towards one another. These are all things that God has called us to. And as we, we begin to uh, continue to journey down this path of these one another's, remember there's 59 different one another's that are in Scripture. We're only highlighting 11 this summer. Church, there's so much more. Amen? It's one of my favorite things about the journey with God is that you will never reach the point where you're done. For some of us, that's super frustrating, I know. But take it as the excitement of being able to journey with God for the rest of your life that uh, our journey through Christianity is never one that gets boring. There is always more for us to learn. There is always more opportunity for us to grow. There is always more honor to give. There's always more love to share. There's always more help to ask for. There's always more instruction to receive. In church, there is always more kindness and compassion for each and every one. This morning, I want to turn to John 11. As we dive into Scripture this morning, and and, and as always, we want to uh, elevate Jesus into the place of honor that he so rightfully deserves. And when we want to ask the question, well, how this morning can we be kind and compassionate to one another? Let's use Jesus as our example. John 11 verse 17 says this. Now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. 
Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha turned to him and said, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. But Jesus looked and said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though they die, they shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And she said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just continue to download these words into our very soul this morning, God. Lord, many of us here have heard this story many times, but Holy Spirit, I pray that as only you can, allow this story to be fresh this morning once again in our lives. For those uh, this morning who haven't heard the story of Lazarus, God, I pray that eyes would be open, that ears would be willing to hear, Lord God, and that we would be willing to take in what it is that you've already done and celebrate today what you continue to do. God, we love you with all of our heart, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I love the story of Lazarus. It takes kindness and compassion to such a deeper level than feelings and niceness. In the verses previous, Jesus had heard that Lazarus was sick. Mary and Martha and Lazarus, they're great friends to Jesus. He has a great love in his heart for them. And Martha and Mary send word to Jesus. They say, come quickly. Our brother is sick and without you he will die. And the disciples, knowing the relationship that Jesus had with these three, he, they, they expected him to just pick everything up and go immediately. But Jesus didn't. He said, Master, we, we need to go. If you're there, we know that Lazarus would be healed. And Jesus begins to, as he always does in the Gospels, begins to let them know that he is not about his own business. Amen? But he is about the Father's business. And the Father has something else in store, not just for Mary and Martha and and Lazarus, but, but that the Father has something else in store for all who will bear witness to what it is that's about to happen. And so instead of heading to Bethany, Jesus actually heads to Jerusalem. The disciples look at him and they say, this is crazy, we can't go to Jerusalem. They want to kill you there. Jesus reminds them again that he is following the Father's instructions. And so Thomas turns to the other disciples and goes, Well, let's go and die then. Okay, Thomas. So amazing to be able to look at the Scripture and see how willing they were to walk into Jerusalem with Jesus. But we know as the story continues that when the time actually came to stand with Jesus in his death, that the disciples were nowhere to be found. Church, it's so important for us in our relationship with God to stay as close to Jesus as we possibly can get. See, it's the presence of Jesus that makes all the difference. Martha comes out as Jesus approaches Bethany. Martha comes out and meets with Jesus. And if you miss it, it said really quick there that Mary instead stayed in her home. 
There's another portion of scripture where Jesus comes to the house of Mary and Martha. And maybe you know this scripture. Martha is, is busy. She's preparing and cleaning. And, and Mary goes to Jesus and, and pours the perfume all over his feet. And Jesus uses Mary as this amazing example. But oh, I just want to give Martha her props this morning. Well done, Martha. Martha goes out to meet with Jesus. And Mary instead takes the position that many of us take when God doesn't answer our prayers the way that we want him to. Mary is found seated in the house of God. Not that she doesn't love Jesus, but you can sense this, this sense, uh, this feeling of disappointment. He was supposed to be her friend, and yet her brother had died. But church, isn't it awesome that we don't only see the world through physical eyes? But in every situation, God is moving in the Spirit. Martha walks out to Jesus and begins to share right theology and, and, and she knows who it is that Jesus is. She doesn't understand why he didn't come, but she says, I know that whatever you ask of the Father, just because my brother has died, it doesn't change who you are, God. Just because my brother has died, it doesn't change who you are, Jesus. I know that whatever you ask, the Father will still answer. Church, I want to encourage you that even in the moments when God doesn't answer our prayers, he is still God. In some situations when prayers aren't answered, we'll be able to, uh, through time, see God at work. I remember praying for my grandfather to be healed, for my grandmother to be healed of Alzheimer's and not fully understanding until many years later why God moved in the way that he did. And there's other times in our lives where we're not going to fully understand why God didn't answer the prayers that we were believing for until we see him face to face. But I want to encourage you that unanswered prayer does not make God an unloving being. See, Martha walks out with her right theology and Jesus begins to turn it upside down. It's not that Martha is wrong in her understanding of who Jesus is, but she doesn't have a full understanding of what God is about to do. Somebody here needs to hear this this morning, that God is up to something that you can't see. I believe that God is up to something that you can't see. And I just want to speak that over us as a church as well. I don't know what God is doing right now, but I don't know if you sense it, but there is a stirring in the spirit in the city. There is something taking place. Conversations that I've had with unbelievers and, and neighbors where there's just, the, I can sense the Spirit is pulling people towards Him. I know that we're already in the midst of a revival, but I believe that there is more to come. Martha walks up and says, Jesus, I, I know that my brother will rise again. And she, Jesus looks to her and says, not only will he rise again, but he will be alive in me. Jesus looks and says, you're thinking about a resurrection that's to come, but before you stands the resurrection and the life. When Jesus is present in the room, miracles can take place. Resurrection was not only about to be witnessed in the physical, but Jesus was also setting the stage for release of the Spirit. It is God's presence, not answered prayer, that sets the standard for kindness and compassion within the church. It is God's presence, not answered prayer, that sets the standard for kindness and compassion within the church. 
It's one thing to watch God move in one of the things that you're believing for, whether it be a new job or whether it be in the life of another one. It's a totally different experience to be standing in the raw uh, emotion-filled and real presence of God. Amen? To know that God is with us in everything. This is the kindness that God is is trying to share with Martha and Mary at the time. Listen, it's not just about the miracle that's going to take place. It's Jesus standing in their midst. See, what Jesus is about to do is going to change history for all time. And even though Martha doesn't understand it, Jesus doesn't come down on her. He doesn't take a moment and and belittle her. He doesn't berate Martha. Instead, he lovingly shares this idea that in time, her eyes will be truly opened. Verse 38 says this, Then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he's been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this out loud on account of the people standing around me, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The man who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen strips, and his face wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. Church, death is not the finale in the court of heaven. His kindness for us is not just in this life, but the next. And his compassion for us led him to the cross. See, when I wanted to share this morning about kindness and compassion, I want to go deeper this morning than just nice words and and good feelings. I believe the kindness and compassion that we are called to share with one another is one of a spiritual sense that we are to lean into each other, not just through nice things said, but with a deeper understanding of who each and every one of us are. Church, I encourage you to look around this morning at not just people sitting beside you, but brothers and sisters adopted through the Holy Spirit. I encourage you to look around this morning and see, even though you may not understand the finer details, that there are lives in this room that have been saved and set free in Jesus' name. That as we share good words, as we pray with one another, as we encourage one another, as we show compassion for one another, we are not just affecting the physical, but we are reaching out in the spirit. And connecting with one another in a way that God is overjoyed about. Because as we share in kindness and compassion with one another, we show kindness and compassion to those that Jesus laid his very life down for. See, in Canada, we commit to seeing each other through the eyes of Christ. We commit to seeing each other through the eyes of Christ. Our kindness and compassion in this building, in this house, will go deeper than just words said and expressions shared. A challenge that I would love to throw to each of us is to not see who walks in through the door every Sunday. 
to not simply see who it is that you're shaking hands with and sharing stories of the week, but instead to position yourself and ask the Holy Spirit, God, this morning, as I walk into Life Center Canada, allow me to see each and every person as you see them. Allow me to see each and every person as you see them, God. Not only through the stories of the week that was or the months that were. We had Nathan this morning. I didn't even know he was going to do that. Get up and share this story of, uh, of two months of a journey with anxiety. And I want to encourage you that the same person that stood here this morning giving testimony of a life set free is the same person that we have been loving for two months. Amen? We don't recognize each other simply for the struggles that are coming our way, but instead we see God in each and every life. And those that know him to call out and encourage that there's another part of the journey that's open. And for those that walk into this building that don't know Jesus, we want to share the, the kindness and the compassion for knowing that they are on a journey and God is the finish line. It's one thing to say a nice word, to allow a tear to be shed for each other. It's a completely other thing to hear from the Father and act on the kindness that will unlock the mysteries of heaven and the lives that enter this building and the lives that God has placed around you at work and the, and the neighborhood houses that are there before you. See, Mary and Martha saw this amazing thing that day. As Lazarus was called out, of the cave as Jesus uh, performed this amazing miracle through the empowerment of the Father. There was this incredible moment of physical resurrection. But just before Jesus had began to unlock the reality that we live in today. Because of what Jesus did on the cross. Because of his kindness for us. Because of his compassion for us. He willingly walked to the cross and died in our stead. Amen? Our sins that we could not pay for, he freely bore on the cross. Breathing out and, 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 and proclaiming that it was finished. The price has been paid. And beloved, I want to encourage you that there is a resurrection yet to come. That my Bible tells me that in Revelation, that there is an understanding that God is not a God who makes mistakes. That there is a new earth and there is going to be an experience in all of eternity where each and every person who calls on Jesus by name, who lives a life that bears fruit, that we will spend eternity physically present with God. Amen? Come on. That's our promise, isn't it? That's our promise that this life, that this is just practice. This is a rehearsal. This is our opportunity even this morning. What you felt in worship will pale in comparison when you see God face to face. That's our promise. But there's so much more that's going on. See, Lazarus was called out and through the kindness and compassion that Jesus had for Mary and Martha, he allowed this, this amazing miracle takes place and their brother is restored physically. But he says in those verses that we read earlier that he is the life, he is the resurrection. Whoever believes in him 
Though they die, they shall yet live. And everyone who believes in him shall never die. Hallelujah. And he asked Martha, do you believe this? Church, do we believe this this morning? That this is the kindness and compassion that has been showed to us. When we are leaning in to kindness and compassion for one another, let that be the motivation of our hearts, not just for people to leave with a smile on their face and feel a little like warm and fuzzy inside, but instead that our kindness and compassion would lead to eternal destiny transformed. Lazarus is called out and his physical being is restored to him. But when the cross takes place and Jesus dies and, and is resurrected on the third day, not only is there a physical resurrection that takes place there, but there is a spiritual resurrection that each and every one of us exists in today. Beloved, I want to encourage you. You are resurrected beings. Hallelujah. My Bible tells me that in that moment that we commit our lives to Jesus, that the dead has passed away and that there is a new life. My Bible tells me that those of you in this room that know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that you are a new wineskin. My Bible tells me that the old has passed away, that that old cloak has been thrown off, that today, this morning, because of the kindness and compassion that was shown to us, that there is resurrection in this room. That is our eternal state. And we don't have to wait for a resurrection to take place sometime after we die. Resurrection is already available for us today. See, sometimes in our journey with God, we can forget. And, and when we're talking about compassion and kindness, uh, we can confuse that with the things that are simply available to this world. But we have something else available to us. Through the Holy Spirit, there is a kindness and compassion available to the church that goes beyond what it is that we can see. Lives made new through Christ. Maybe you're here this morning and you've been walking with God for 15 or 20 years. And unfortunately, as, as Nathan shared, there's, there's this, this, this stealing element when it comes to walking with God that we can miss the amazing uh, understanding that we are something completely different. That what God has done in our lives is freedom with a capital F. That available to us are the mysteries and the powers and the freedom uh, that only comes through the Father who created this world. Church, as we dig in and, and we ask God, God, how do we live more kind and compassion? I want to take it deeper than just what it is that you can do for your neighbors in the physical. I want to encourage you to pray for them this week like never before. When it comes to your family that doesn't know Jesus, I want to encourage you to pray for them this week like you've never have before and, and to pray from a position of a resurrected creation. Amen? To position yourself who you truly are, saved and set free through Jesus Christ. You are sons and daughters of the living God. And when you approach the throne room, you can approach it in the full authority that God has given you. The gates are wide open to us. 
Jesus says that through faith that they're about to see something amazing. Beloved, today, now that we live with a resurrection under, resurrected understanding, how much more is available for us? With the faith of a mustard seed, we can move mountains. I believe that prodigals are going to come home. I believe that neighborhoods are going to be set free. That we're going to have small groups that are made up and prayer nights that are being uh, erected all around the city. And it's just going to be your neighbors coming in for a dinner and you're praying afterwards. I believe that we're going to see schools saved in Jesus' name. Why? Because he's already done the impossible. It is finished. It is finished. And now, everywhere that we walk is holy ground. Because greater is he than is in us. But he that is in this world, beloved, this morning, I want to encourage you to allow your eyes to see once again what is available through Jesus. The impossible is available. We can command the dead to rise. Amen? There is no greater miracle. There is no greater miracle than watching someone who doesn't know Jesus come to a full understanding of who he truly is. This is the kindness and compassion that we need to live in for one another. That there would be a deep understanding from each and every one of us of who we truly are. Can I have everybody stand with me this morning? just want to take a moment this morning as we close to seal the depth of what it is that God is, is doing in this place in each and every one of our lives. If you're here this morning, and there's prayer in your life that has gone unanswered. Can I encourage you this morning? Keep going. Mary and Martha had already buried their brother. Put the stone in front of the tomb. Four days later, Jesus shows up and says, Hey, you know what it is that you were asking for? Now is the time. Come on. What it is that you're believing for, what it is that you are praying for, it is not dead. In God's timing, he will come through. So continue to pray and continue to believe because our God is faithful. And he is loving and kind and compassionate incarnate. Maybe you're here in this room today and you have loved ones that don't know Jesus. I want to encourage you. They just don't know Jesus yet. Be kind and compassionate, but my prayer is, is that you would also have a church family that you can introduce them to, to remind yourself that you're not the only one believing for a life changed. The kindness and compassion that they would see flowing through the Canada congregation, that that would point them straight to the cross of Jesus Christ. That together we'd be able to celebrate new lives given to Jesus. So continue to pray. Continue to dig in. There are great people surrounding you in this place. And maybe you just don't know them yet. 
this is a church worth digging into. And the last thing I want to do today is I just want to open an opportunity this morning for a recommitment. Maybe you're here today and you've never given your life to God before. Today's the day. Today's the day. The freedom and purpose and life that is found in Jesus is unlike anything else. Maybe you're here and you've never given your life to God before, but you feel like you're just, you're trying to carry all the weight on your own and you're walking by yourself. I want to encourage you that you are in the right place, that God is here to meet with you. All you have to do is believe that he was and he is who he says that he is, that he did die on the cross, that he was resurrected on the third day, that he is the only source of forgiveness for your sin. And a life spent with him can be one of transformation. But I also want to give an opportunity this morning for each and every one of us. Maybe you came in this morning or even as I was speaking this morning, you sensed the Holy Spirit tugging on your heart, saying that you've lost that awe of who you truly are. Church, together, let's recommit to not lose the awe of who Christ is. That we are resurrected through Jesus. That we are living, physical beings, spiritually resurrected by God. One day, our physical selves will experience that resurrection. But our spirit, the work is already done. Hallelujah. The work is already done. Hallelujah. The work is already done. Hallelujah. And so I just want to encourage each and every one of you. Can we just take our hands and, and place it over our hearts? If you're here today and you're giving your life to God for the first time, you can actually grab one of those connect cards in front of you and check the little box there that says that you've done that this morning and uh, hand that to one of the welcome team with your information. And it would be our honor to get in touch with you and to encourage you that you're not on this road alone. This morning, if your hand is on your heart and you're just having that moment with the Holy Spirit of recommitting and saying, God, Restore to me the awe and the joy of my salvation. Remind me of who I truly am. Let the world not lead me away from who you are, God. Do not allow disappointment and, and different things to, to change who it is that I know that you are. God, I am yours and yours alone. I encourage you to tell somebody today. Church, there's no shame in asking God to breathe new life. Amen? And together we can encourage each other to journey this out together from this day forward. Let's pray. God, I love you so much. And I just lift up every person in this room today, every person joining us online. God, I lift up our family who are unable to be with us here today. Holy Spirit, would you speak to them as well? God, I pray that there would be a kindness and compassion that would flow through this congregation, through everyone who calls upon your name, that would go deeper than just nice words spent or good feelings laid out, Lord God. But instead, let there be a kindness and compassion that tugs on the eternal in this place, God. Lord, I pray that we would speak life into each other, not just good words, but God, that we would speak life and life everlasting. God, I pray that our compassion, Lord Jesus, would lead us to open forgiveness to one another, God, to uh, leaning in with one another, to believing and sharing the hearts of one another, Lord, that we could see others set free. God, for those of us with hands on our hearts this morning who are saying, God, I, I, 
God, I think I've lost that awe, or it's just been hard for me, or I feel like my walk has been dull. Lord Jesus, I pray this morning that you would restore the joy of their salvation. God, renew their minds this morning with a fresh understanding of who they truly are. Princes and princesses in your kingdom, God. Called and adopted, Lord Jesus, by the Savior. We are something new. And so, God, when we pray, when we pray with the understanding of the position and the authority that you have given us, that kindness and compassion reign in this place, but let it pour out from the joy of our salvation. And so we ask this today in Jesus' name. When we commit, Lord God, to tell one another, hey, that was me today. Can you pray for me that that would be just, that I would rest on my heart. May we carry each other's burdens in this place. So we're only going to change the world if they can see how truly alive you are from us to one another. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Now, before you go on the way out, there are more uh, of these cards. I thank you so much uh, for praying and considering uh, being with our students as they engage in that. I'm also uh, your post host for today. So imagine I just came up and this is brand new. You're like, oh, new voice. That's great. Okay, cool. Hi, good morning. How are you doing? Post host time. So as you leave, if you're a young adult, after the 12 o'clock service, Pastor Sam and I are asking you to meet with us uh, in the prayer room. And our challenge uh, for you this week is to ask the Holy Spirit to bring to mind if there's anyone in your life that you need to forgive and to take a moment to extend a forgiveness and compassion, not just in the physical, but in the spiritual, that will change a life forever. Church, it is so good to be back in his house together. Thank you so much for joining us today. On behalf of myself and the rest of the pastoral staff, we absolutely love you and adore being your pastors. Thank you guys for being so easy to love and uh, for just bringing such a fire each and every Sunday. Go with God and may he be with you and uh, restore to you the joy of your salvation this week. Amen. Thank you. Thank you.